Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave, Dave and Dijanovic. All right, uh, Governor Cox um, on KSL News Radio. Uh, let me speak to the governor. Calling out uh, those who are running for the presidency. I think he was very specific, though, in who he was talking about. I don't think he was addressing Nikki Haley in any of this. Uh, <laughs> but but he did he did go. Uh, did we listen to all of his comments, Taylor? It's about a minute and a half. Long. We didn't. No, we only caught a short clip of it. Okay, we only caught a short clip of it. But I think uh, Taylor Morgan, by the way, in today for Dave Noriega, I usually catch Taylor at night on KSL at night. Um, I want to hear what Governor Cox said about old people running for the White House. Okay? Now let's listen. I think we've seen that in both candidates. Um, we, we've seen many moments, public moments, where um, w- this is the hardest job on earth, Maria. I, I'm the governor of 3.4 million people, 1% of the United States. And I'm telling you, this job is crushing. I'm 48 years old. I'm in the best shape of my life. I, can, I run seven miles this morning. And, and it takes every ounce of energy I have to run this state. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that someone in their 80s can be running a country of 360 million people. It just, it, it does not work. It does not work. And anybody who tells you otherwise is, is, is fooling themselves. And both parties are doing this. By the way, if you want to vote for a third party candidate, there are three kind of top third party candidates out there. They're all over the age of 70, Maria. Look, I, I know Gen X is the forgotten generation. I, I know I'm the generation nobody cares about and, and we'll get skipped over for everything. But uh, but my goodness, um, this is this is crazy. It's crazy what we're doing out there. So when are you going to run for president? I'm never going to run for president. <laughs> Definitively, you're never going to. They don't let people like me be president, and that's fine. Um, But uh, but there are lots of good options out there. You know, in in both parties, I would say there are there are great options out there. People who are really smart, who have energy, uh, who can do this work, and uh, and and the rest of the world is looking at us and and just kind of laughing, right? Debbie, never say never. I'm so glad that Maria asked that question of Governor Cox. Uh, I have been on the record recently, and to be clear, this is just me speculating, uh, but, you know, I think Governor Cox has been positioning himself politically recently to be appealing to the National Republican Party. I would not say Governor Cox is serious when he says, I will never run for president. I think he might throw his hat in the ring at some point, Debbie. Governor? Yeah, governor running for president. You do? I could see it. He's had a meteoric political rise here in Utah. Uh, he has the potential to appeal to a national audience. He's a, a governor of the best managed state in the country. Uh, I, I think he has a very, very bright political future. And he's absolutely right that neither Donald Trump at 77 years nor Joe Biden at 80, 81 years uh, seem to be up to the task. We know recent polling has been clear that 71 percent of all voters, even more than 50 percent of Democratic voters, have very, very serious concerns about President Biden's age uh, and his uh, mental acuity and other related issues. Donald Trump fares a little bit better. 61 percent of voters have those feelings about President Trump. So it's a problem. We need new leadership. We need fresh blood 
in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I think Governor Cox is an example of someone that could potentially What's lead. so off the wall to me is you have a candidate who's far younger than President Trump. It is time that we finally put the past behind us. Nikki Haley. Um, and at this point in the in the race, of course, she faces a primary tomorrow in South Carolina, her home state where, where she was governor. Um, she hasn't fared so well against no. uh, President Trump. Yeah. And it, so it seems to me, uh, you know, when the governor's talking about age and how, you know, to get to be 80 years old. I mean, to me, when I'm 80 years old, I'm there's no way. Right. I, I yeah. mean, I might be I might I, I believe age is a state of mind. So I might be out there hiking still. I'm hopefully traveling, but I don't want to be leading a country. That just feels like it's just that though I I missed my calling then when I was in my forties <laughs> and fifties and maybe my sixties, but I don't that's not what that's not the load I want to take on. But with Haley, what do you think that is, Taylor? That they're if anything, we're gonna complain about their age. Why would we not latch on to somebody like her who's younger, youthful? Yeah. Well, it's it's such a great great question, Debbie. And if I had a clear answer, then I'd be making a lot more money than I am as a political consultant. Everyone is trying to understand why Nikki Haley has just not broken through. She's an incredibly appealing candidate. Uh, My best opinion is that Nikki Haley really rose to prominence in the orbit of Donald Trump. And not to go too far with the metaphor here, we did just land on the moon, uh, right? But this Nikki Haley is a object, celestial object, perpetually caught in the orbit of Donald Trump, takes a ton of energy to get out of that orbit, and she could never do it. Well, she has all the right things to say about it. The first party to retire its 80-year-old candidate is going to be the party that wins this election. And I think it should be the Republicans that win this election. Uh, Let's take you back to Washington, D.C., where President Biden... um, Speaking of the president, is now addressing uh, the media regarding uh, sanctions that were imposed uh, against Russia. Get things done for families, for communities, for the country. That's why I kept my commitment to be president for all Americans, whether you voted for me or not. In fact, we've invested more in all we passed in red states than we have in blue states. That's a fact. Billions of dollars more than we passed is invested in red states than blue states. I came to office when the pandemic was raging and the economy was reeling. But we've turned things around with your help. The American Rescue Plan provided $350 billion to state and local government. So he must have pivoted in those moments that we were getting uh, ready to take him live. Uh, He was talking about the new sanctions against Russia. We can get into those details in just a few moments. He's now also uh, speaking. This is actually at a gathering of the National Governors Association. I know our very own governor, speaking of Governor Cox, traveled back to Washington, D.C. this week. Uh, for meetings, um, and now President Biden is uh, apparently addressing the National Governors Association, uh, all the major networks taking that live, Taylor. Uh, but then that sort of turned into a campaign speech. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, the- almost fell as- I, I almost fell asleep there, Debbie. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Uh, straight ahead, Taylor and I are going to talk about the gender pay gap, not only nationally, but also I'm going to drill it down to Utah I started researching this last night um, after I heard a discussion about this on Utah's Morning News yesterday, Taylor, and I was blown away 
And I, then I became incensed that it is February 2024, and we are talking about a Grand canyon size pay gap when it comes to gender, women and men in the workforce with similar careers. In fact, ABC's Jim Ryan spelled out what it looks like on the national front for women when Amanda Dixon asked him about the pay gap. The average male earns about $63,000 per year. That's the average, the national average. It's about $10,000 per year more than his female counterpart with similar education and career. I was blown away, Taylor, when we started doing the math on what this amounts to when it comes to retirement. Like, over the course of our career, ladies, uh, the pay gap is costing us how much? 